Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Just for Variety. Today is February 21st, 2024. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. My guest today is Joe Locke. You know Locke from his breakout role of Charlie in the hit Netflix LGBTQ teen series, Heartstopper. Now, the 20-year-old Brit is on the New York stage. Locke recently made his Broadway debut in the Tony-nominated revival of Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Next, he'll be seen in Marvel's much-anticipated WandaVision spinoff, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, opposite Katherine Hahn, Aubrey Plaza, and Patti Lapone. To think it hasn't even been three years since Locke made his professional acting debut in Heartstopper. I caught up with Locke over Zoom from his apartment in New York City. But before we get to Locke, let's have a sneak peek at my upcoming Just for Variety conversation with Joey King. King received Emmy and Golden Globe nominations for her portrayal of Gypsy Rose Blanchard in the limited series The Act. Blanchard was sentenced to 10 years in prison after pleading guilty to second-degree murder for the death of her mother, Dee Dee. Blanchard was released from prison on parole in late December after serving eight years for the 2015 crime. In Blanchard's trial, she claimed that her mother suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy and had fabricated that Blanchard had illnesses, including leukemia, asthma, and muscular dystrophy. During my recent interview with King, she told me that she and Blanchard have been in touch since her release from prison. King said, having that private conversation with her was really lovely. We both know that there's absolutely no ill will towards one another. You can read more of what King had to say at Variety.com. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Just for Variety. Heartstopper star Joe Locke has always dreamed of being on Broadway, and now he is. The 20-year-old actor recently made his Broadway debut as Tobias Rag in the revival of Sweeney Todd. But before he headed to the Great White Way, Locke landed in Atlanta to film Marvel's WandaVision spin-off Agatha Darkhold Diaries with Katherine Hahn, Aubrey Plaza, and Patti Lapone. He also wrapped season three of Heartstopper. 
In other words, we had a lot to talk about. I caught up with Locke over Zoom from his New York City apartment before a recent performance of Sweeney Todd. Hi, Joe. I don't know if you remember. Yes, I do. During the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. How are you? You're on Broadway. I am. It's very cool. Oh, I just snorted. How wild is that? I know it's it's um it's very yeah it's very pinch me uh, all the time, which is it's great. But um yeah, I I I'm still every night I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> In the best way. But do you feel confident hitting that stage, the great white way? Yeah, I mean, I feel confident until I'm about to sing the top A flat, and then it's like, will it come out? Will it not? And so far, it has every night. So touch wood that it it does. Yeah. So um, not everyone are gay men like us who know the story of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Give me the brief synopsis so everyone will understand where you're at with no spoilers. <laughs> okay. Sweeney Todd is a, an old Victorian England setting. Um, Sweeney Todd's been in Australia for 15 years, I think. He got exiled there because some evil judge wanted to sleep with his wife and he wouldn't let him sleep with his wife. So the judge sent him to Australia. Um, and then he comes back to London. He meets Mrs. Lovett who remembers him from back in the old, when they, when he was last in London and then they, um, he wants revenge on the judge and then things happen and he ends up, um, killing lots of people and baking them into pies and people eat them. And it's a tragedy. So it's not got a happy ending. And where do you come in? I play Tobias, who starts out as Pirelli's assistant um, and ends up um, being taken in by Mrs. Lovett and um, sort of becomes like a surrogate son for her and her a surrogate mum for him. And they forge this really nice relationship until um, it goes wrong. It goes, yes. We're going to leave it at that. It goes wrong. Yeah, it goes wrong. (laughs) <laughs> um do you there are obviously other productions of Sweeney Todd that you could watch there's a movie there's obviously um different stage productions of it do you go and watch those different productions or do you want to start fresh and make it your own I I've seen Sweeney Todd many different times in many different iterations before I've never actually seen the film which I feel like I should have but when I got the part I was just like I want to want to make Toby mine um I feel like I know a lot about different ways people have played him before, but um, I wanted to make him make him mine. So tell me how this all came about. You're, you know, not to go back to the we're both gay men, but all gay men want to be on Broadway at some point. I <laughs> um, that is definitely my inner child. I work a lot on that. Um, mm. I'm a New York kid, so Broadway. You know, I was going to Broadway. My first Broadway show. I was. I'll, Columbus Day weekend, fifth grade. Um, it was Amazing. A revival of 42nd Street. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a Broadway show. Yeah. And uh, I could still see it's iconic. They're, the the numbers, they're tap dancing. Yeah. Curtains are rising and you just see their feet. Like I get chilled so cool. about it now. I feel like everyone knows about that classic, like 42nd Street production of... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's uh, I went to the stage door. I told my I was with my grandparents and my mom, and I was like, We have to go to stage. Door. I have to get autographs, and I got all everyone's autographs. 
Tammy Grimes, Jerry Orton, wow. Carol Cook. Um, and it just obviously left a big impression on me because um, I'm telling you all about it. But yeah, um, tell me about you saying to your agent, to your managers, hey, I want to be in a Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I went to watch Next to Normal at the Dumbo Warehouse in London. And um, Jack Wolf plays the character. I've forgotten the character's name, but it's like the son character. Yeah. And me and my friend Toby, we both, we left both, we left in absolute messes, sobbing our eyes out because that musical is so devastatingly sad. Um, but we're both like, we were, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And the next day I was going into my agent's office to, for anyway. And I remember being like, I want to do a musical like really bad. Like that's why. And then um, he was like, well, that's strange you say that. I've just actually had an email from the Chelsea office about Sweeney Todd. Would that be something you'd be interested in? And I was like, yeah, um, I think it would be. <laughs> so then I had a music session with Alex Lackamore and um, then had a session with Tommy Kale. Um, and then they gave me the part. And I was, it was like a space of like two weeks. I was like, great. Your life... I mean, Joe, when we first talked, I think I think we were still in pandemic because it was the first yeah, it was, season of Heartstopper. It, yeah, it would have been like April 2022, like just at the tail end of, yeah. How do you wrap your mind around your, the, your life now? And I mean, it is so quickly has changed from mm. someone who never professionally... <laughs> Acted in a TV show, a movie, and now I'm talking to you from your apartment in New York. Yeah. You're on Broadway with Sutton Foster, and we'll mm-hmm. get to your opponent in a second, of course. But yeah. <laughs> how do you wrap your mind around this? Um, it's sort of—I don't think I ever really have. Um, it sort of all happened so quickly that I never actually had a moment to stop and think about it, which might be a good thing because I think it's one of those things that, like make my brain explode if I really yeah. thought about it in a way. Um, I feel very grateful to the world um, and the universe for, I'm very much living my childhood dreams. Um, this is always what I wanted to do. And now I get to do it, which is amazing. And it's amazing to get to do it and to be working with such incredible people. And even in a way, like be treated as like an equal as them, which is the strangest feeling. Um mm-hmm when the people you look up to are looking at you in the same way they look at everyone else that they work with and respect, it's a very surreal experience. Um, Yeah. Tell me about, I looked on your Instagram, of course, and you have the photo. I think it's your first, um, the first curtain call of, um, Mm -hmm. and you wrote little Joe would be happy right now. (laughs) Yeah. Little Joe always, I spent, pretty much all of my childhood um where i'm from in the isle of man we have a gorgeous victorian theater which has like been really really well really well preserved and i spent pretty much all of my childhood up to like the age of 15 in that theater just doing like amateur productions with my friends and Mm -hmm. um i remember like the smell of that theater is like one of my favorite smells in the world like the old dusty like mm-hmm. not been not been dusted in a hundred years, um, moldy wooden, like Victorian. It's just I have such fun memories of that place, and and I think that's really where I found out found myself a lot, um, which is amazing. And I 
I'm very grateful for that experience. And I think that's what really led me to want to do this. So then to then be able to now come back to theatre five, six years later, but on Broadway is a very surreal, strange and incredible experience. Was little Joe a happy kid? Yeah, I had the most amazing childhood. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up on this tiny remote island um, where we never really locked our front door. I could play out until it got dark and my mom wouldn't worry about me. And I like, it was so safe and amazing. And I think it's one of those places that growing up you resent in a way because it's small and you can't go to the big cities. And, but Mm. looking back, I I realized how great I had it and how amazing of a childhood I had. And I think that I always say that like people my age and with like that last, last generation before, like, I have bad kids. <laughs> like they didn't really become a thing until I was like 10, 11. So I still had that childhood of being outside and exploring. And, right. and we still, I mean, we still had technology, but not like, like people, my younger brother's age, who's only like three or four years younger. They like mm-hmm. all had the ability to have iPads from when they were like four. And I don't know. I just, I feel very grateful that I didn't have, we didn't have that. Um, which is, but also still being young enough to like understand technology. <laughs> I love going back there now. I love going home. And Do you get a parade when you go home now? No, again, <laughs> no one cares, which is great. My mum, my mum will, it's great going home though. Cause my mum will like, I think last time I, I'd, I'd gone for a shower and I left my underpants on the bathroom floor and she's like, it's just so nice having you throw your clothes on the floor again. I've missed you being here. And, and I was like, yeah, that's pathetic, mum. But it's cute in the way that she meant that, like, right. my presence in the home, which just happened to be me leaving my underpants on the bathroom floor. Did you pick up your underpants when your mom cried about it? Uh, no. Well, what's also great about going home is that I don't really have to do anything because mom will do it all for me because she's so happy that I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I get to be a kid again. What did your mom say when you said, oh, by the way, I'm moving to New York um, to be on Broadway? So... One, she's excited for you to be on Broadway. But what did she think about you? You're 20 years old, moving to New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think at this point, she is used to me saying things that are so out of her view of the world. Um, like this time last year, I was telling her I was going to Atlanta for six months to be in a Marvel series. Like, it's like it's just the next thing. Um. Which is great. Um, but she, I think she's like, great. Uh, when am I coming? When, when are you going to fly me out to see you? Um, <laughs> is is also what she says, which is great. Um, my mom's amazing. She's been, I mean, I was talking to a friend. It must be terrifying, like having your son, like one minute be in your home and then the next, like, because stuff happened so quickly, I sort of just was there one moment and then I was gone. And right. now I'm like, gallivanting around the world doing all these things like she always is like has the thing of like I'm a, you know i'm just worried about you blah, blah blah but if i was her i'd be 10 times more worried about me like not that i'm doing anything to be worried about but i was just gonna say joe like, you're not gonna help her here no but i mean it's i i sometimes i'm like oh mom like i'm fine but then i'm like actually it's a pretty like terrifying thing for for, for her <laughs> How is it walking around New York for you? How often are you recognized? Um, how often are you just 
you're just Joe and look like you're from Holiday from the UK. Yeah, I mean, I think New York is a unique city in that everyone has their own story and their own drive and they're doing their own thing. Um, and they don't really care about you in the in like in a good way, in a um, in a way that like they I love people watching in this city. I think you have the most interesting stories and yeah, in a way that I don't think you find anywhere else in the world. Um and I think I I I know that I am known to the world, but I I'm in the really nice sweet spot of um not to everyone or most people. So I can pretty much walk around and do what I want. Um and if I want a free coffee, I'll just go into the West Village and speak, go into a gay bar or a gay coffee shop and then I'll get free coffee. It's like that sort of thing. <laughs> so what happens when Joe Locke goes into a gay bar in New York City? Do they start? So Joe Locke doesn't go into a gay bar because he's not 21. That's right. That I, no. But if he was to go in a gay bar in London, um, <laughs> I, I, it's great. You never pay for a drink if you're Joe Locke in a gay bar. Um, <laughs> Talk about going to Atlanta. I know you can't tell me anything <laughs> about the WandaVision spinoff, uh-huh. but please tell me what it's like on set, a director says action, and you're mm-hmm. working with Patty LaPone. I mean, that whole shoot was just, it was me and the most strong, amazing women you ever meet, like Patty, Catherine, Aubrey, Ali, Sashir. Deborah Joe Rupp, like all these Jack Schaefer, our showrunner, Mary Levanus, all these incredible strong women. Um, I grew up around a lot of strong women. And so it was like, I was back in, it was like, that's my comfort area. Like mm. being in a room full of women. I think I, I, if I was in a room full of men, I'd feel slightly uncomfortable, but I don't know why in a room full of women, I just feel like at home. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, probably the, the, uh, the single mother and slash gay kid sort of thing. In the same way I used to love all my English teachers. It's like, right. <laughs> um, but I had the most amazing experience in that shoot. Um, they're all so incredible and the characters they play are so, Catherine Hahn is just a masterclass and I learned so much from her and her Agatha is so layered and textured and on the surface you can play her as this villain and she plays her with so much layers and um, care and incredibleness and she's just like every take is different every take is something new and fresh and in the best way and she always keeps you on on your toes mm. there's a scene we did in our um in our chemistry read which was the most terrifying experience of my life um they flew me out to la for like 24 hours i did a covid test in the room next door and it was that thing of like i've got it I've come all this way. I'm literally six feet away from the room and I've got COVID. Obviously I didn't. And I went in oh, and it was all like, fine. Oh no. oh no, no, I didn't. But like I convinced myself that I had. Um, and me and me and Catherine were wearing matching vans. Um, and I remember Jack Schaefer taking a picture of our matching vans. And then that was the point I was like, okay, maybe this is going, maybe this is going well. Um, but we did a scene in that chemistry read, which then ended up being my favorite scene we shot on the whole show. Um, it's like an argument scene and I up until that point in the shoot it was like playing tennis with Serena Williams and that like I was like trying to hit the Catherine was just like bam 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 um, and then there was a point in the shoot in in the scene where I, I say something to her and I like she wasn't letting me get my line out 
as like as Agatha. Um, and I remember I screamed a line at her, and like it was like I hadn't played it like that before. And I saw it in her face, like she was like, "Okay, okay, okay." And it was the first time that I was able to like hit the ball back in the tennis mm. game. And it was it was like such an amazing like it was almost like when the the student becomes the teacher in a way of like mm. I like she taught me so much by that point of like how to control a scene and how to work with um your screen peers that I was able to like use what she taught me against her mm. in a way mm-hmm. um and and it worked for the scene it was it was amazing and I just remember that that feeling was like wow like this is the coolest I'm working with this most amazing actress and yeah it was great um I really think it's going to be a very 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 good show and I'm very excited for it to come up which vans were you wearing the black black classic vans they were my lucky shoes and then I walked in and Catherine was wearing the same ones and yeah it's like it's fate and then yeah I mean are you going not that you're going to have to audition much more but for all your auditions and chemistry reads, you're going to have to wear those vans. Oh, I'm those shoes. Are those shoes on now? I'm going to wear every audition I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you a Marvel fan before this? Are you a Marvel person? Yeah, I'm. I used to go all the time and watch all the all the Marvel films with all my friends. Um, I remember watching One Division when it came out and like having no idea that any of like it was before Heartstopper. Before it was just as I was getting cast in Heartstopper, I think actually it came out. Um, but it was just weird to think that like at that point I had no idea that I would, it would have been out of my even scope of the world to think that I would be in the spinoff of, of that show. Um, so it's very, yeah, I love Marvel. I love the way that I feel like Marvel is one of the few things that unites the whole world mm-hmm. in that like everyone, everyone knows of it. Everyone is talks about the new Marvel film. Everyone talks about the new Marvel series and so i think it's really great that marvel is using that i don't know scope of being able to influence the world for what i would say is good especially with our show um being able to like not preach and not tell what people should believe but just showing characters that are different to the norm of a superhero um in a way that i think is really beneficial for the world um i'm really i'm excited for, for for our show for that now you have referred to another of your co-stars patty lapone again i'm going to bring her up again um as one of your best friends tell me about yeah. bonding with patty oh patty's just she's the most warm and lovely and kind person um i never want to cross her <laughs> i never want to get on uh, in an argument with her but um but she will fight for the people that she loves until the end of the earth and cares so much about the people in her life. And I learned so much from her about being a kind human and, and also about like respect and owning your own respect and, and being respected for what you do whilst also respecting those around you. Mm. Um, she's, I mean, she's like, I always see her as like one of the last like living legends. Like she, she, I went to watch her at the Hollywood bowl, um, in the summer and she commands such a respect to the stage and keeps the audience in such like a raptured attention that like 
completely in the palm of her hand in a way that I just hadn't seen anyone else do that before. Um, and also like in a way that I find that some people can do that today because of who they are. Yes, it's because of who she is, but she's who she is because of her talent. Um, and she's garnered that like respect because of her talent and because of her um, skill and ability to be so incredible. And I respect that so much. And again, like in the same way, I learned a lot from Kathleen. I learned so much from her as well. Um, Did you sing it all with Patty? I don't know if I can answer that. I don't know if I'm allowed to answer that, which is an answer in itself, I guess. Um, yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's an answer. Um, so now I can't ask you what it's like to sing with Patty. Um, but I want to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ask me again in, in at the end of the year. I will. I, I can will. tell you all about it. Um, what did, what advice did Patty give you about going to Broadway? Um, on my opening night, she sent me the most gorgeous flowers, which, um, and I think she left me a note, which said, Joe, be present, have fun, breathe, love Patty. And I've put it up on my dressing room mirror. Um, but she, she's been so helpful in like any like even like little Broadway things that I don't know how what they mean. She's just like if I just text her, she's like, oh, this is this, and people do this and this and this. We're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, Locke reveals if his time singing on Broadway and possibly in Agatha means he's going to pursue a music career. He also teases what's in store for season three of Heartstopper, and then he talks about the impact of the show on young LGBTQ people. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Just for Variety. I'm Mark Malkin. Here's more of Joe Locke. Do you see yourself one day recording an album going for a whole music career? I, I don't think so. Um, I, I would love to do it in the musical or like originate a role, um, but mm -hmm. I can't. I can't ever see myself putting out my own music. But let's talk about two years ago. Did you see yourself in a hit? That's true. So never say never. Art stopper. <laughs> and telling me about Patty Lapone sending you flowers on your opening night in a Broadway musical. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, I mean, so never say never. I guess. <laughs> um, we'll see you in two years' time. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we've. We talked about this when we first met over Zoom about the power of Heartstopper. And um, I think I said it to you then, I'm going to say it to you now even more um, about helping to save young people's lives. Um, there's the show that I think does that. And then I think you living your life as an out gay man um, will and is giving young people and even older people hope, oh, you know, and I seeing so. themselves and saying, you know what, I'm allowed to dream too. I'm allowed to come from a little city, a little town, a little village, mm -hmm. and I could survive. Do you feel that impact? Um. 
I do. And I think a lot of the time I've like the Britishness in me has like been like in that British thing of like being humble about um being over humble about things. But um I do see the impact that the show and I guess us as a cast being unapologetically us um has had on people. But I think I I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just living my life. Um I've I've never been someone to apologize for who I am and I don't think anyone should ever do that. So um yeah. My friends will tell you that much. <laughs> and I and I know you've talked about coming out at twelve. What do you say to other twelve right now, a twelve year old who could be listening to this and looking for any sign of they're gonna be okay? Um, I think I I just just be you. Um everyone's experience is different on their own. Um I have an amazing group of people around me. Um but yeah, just be you. Mm. So you can be. Heartstopper season three. Give me three words to describe it. Um ooh, three words. Grown up, hormonal, and growth. Hmm. How many seasons do you see yourself doing of Heartstopper? I don't know. Um, I, I, that is, I, I have no idea. What? Yeah, I don't know. When you and Kit sit down and think about the success of the show and how it's changed your lives, did the two of you ever have that discussion? Like, where are we? What's going on? Yeah, we we we've definitely had that conversation a lot of a lot of times. Um, as well as a cast have. Um, it's it's a very surreal thing. Our lives they're not sort of weird because most of the time we're just sat on our asses on our couches doing nothing. Um, every now and then we do really weird, cool things, which is fun, but. Um, most of it's just sat around. <laughs> How many of them have come to New York to see you in the show? Um, Yaz came to watch last week. Um, Karina and Layla are actually here at the moment. Um, we're about to go for brunch together. They're watching this weekend. Um, Toby, Kit, um, and Will are all coming a bit later on, um, which is nice. What was after you took that bow that first night and you go home? To your apartment in New York mm-hmm. City. What's going? Yeah. Through, what's going through your head? Um, I was so nervous on the on the first day. Um, that I think it was just a lot of relief. <laughs> um, it sort of hadn't really sunk in the reality of it. I, mean, I don't think it really has either now, and it's been three weeks. But um, yeah, it was it was like a lot of relief when I got home, and I think I slept so well that night. I hadn't mm-hmm. slept really much in the week before because I was so nervous. But that night, I just fell asleep so fast. And then just a fun question. What's your favorite restaurant to eat in New York now that you're a New Yorker? Ooh, um, I ate at Don Angie a few weeks ago, and that was some of the best food I've ever had. Um, what else do I love? What did you have there that you loved? They did this chrysanthemum salad, which is like chrysanthemum leaves, which was so good and the lasagna was so good it was all so good i just i want to go back but that's the hardest place to get a table so don Anji, if you read this then please give me a table <laughs> you know listen just say you're a friend of patty's or by the way just say you're joe Locke. 
yeah, um, I think Patty's name would have more 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 traction in the city than mine. Here comes that British British. Uh, he's being humble. He's being humble. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, this was awesome. I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's great fun. Um, and just you know, keep thinking of that little Joe. I just I love that. I just love little Joe being happy right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go enjoy New York City. Is it is it full of snow right now? This the snow's sort of mostly gone, but um there's like little bits of left. But it was really nice waking up to the New York City in the snow. I think all the New Yorkers were like, ugh. And I was like, Oh yay, it's snowing in New York. This is so cool. See, I've um, I've now lived in L. I grew up in New York City. I grew up in Queens, but I've lived in New York now for uh, I lived in LA now for twenty years, <laughs> and I have the heat on today. <laughs> I'm gotten so sad. I can't imagine. Yeah, everyone's like, "You coming to New York?" I'm like, "In the spring." Yeah, I mean it's it's cold. I think it's like thirty one, thirty thirty degrees right now. So I honestly don't know what I would do. Yeah, I quite. I think being British, you just you just used to the cold. So yeah, but it doesn't you- get this cold. It never gets this cold. I always feel that like New York gets colder than London and hotter than London. Like it's always like an extreme. But one day when you move to LA, we'll be talking about you turning the heat on when it's six. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, someone should yeah. give me a job that takes me to LA then. No, I think it's going to happen. It will happen. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much. This was absolutely wonderful. And again, congrats. Thank you very much. That was Joe Locke. And that's it for this week's Just for Variety. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, the SAG Awards are this Saturday, February 24th. My friend and red carpet colleague, Angelique Jackson, and I will be on the red carpet grabbing interviews with all your favorite stars. Follow along at Variety's Twitter. Until then, make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Mark Malkin. And for all breaking and exclusive Hollywood news, go to Variety.com. Bye for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.